Okay, in five, four, three, two, and one. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 57, we got a special one for you today. But before we do that, before we do that, as always, we're going to give a shout out to the Sages of the Lodge. Sages of the Lodge, thank you, Alex Pamal. Thank you, David Freeze. Thank you, Joseph Kennedy, Chris Perkowski, Scott Castellano, Maria Palmieri, my loving parents, Julie Rossman, Charlotte Astry, Dan Muller, Andrew Clay, Roger Kemp, and today's guest, one of the OGs, if not the OG Sage of the Lodge. He's been in the stream chats. He's been a follower of the podcast. He was there for the great debates. He was there for the <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 playthrough. He's been there for the Smash tournaments. He's been there the whole time. And he's returning for his second episode. Shane, Thomas, Driscoll, what's up, dude? Hello, good to, good to hear from you. Dude, it's glad, really good glad to, to be, hear from Glad to be back on the podcast. Dude, you know it. You're always welcome. You're always welcome. I want to th- I actually do want to thank you um, outside of that intro. You really have been supporting the Landy Lodge since its inception. Um, and that's allowed us to do so many things and allowed me to take it to a place I didn't even think it could get to at this point. And a lot of that has to do with your early support, whether it was listening to the podcast, texting me about it, being in the streams, being a guest uh, early on when I was in Plainview. Seriously, Shane, a genuine thank you, yeah. man. I, I wanted yeah, to say well. that. I know we've just been chatting for the last half hour, <laughs> but I, I do, I do want to genuinely thank you. Um, yeah, we wouldn't well, be I, here without I'm, you. I'm a big, I'm a big fan. I mean, you're a good friend of mine, but also just on top of that, just like I enjoy the content, so I'm just happy to. Yeah, support. that that's my thing, man. As as long as the people who are giving are enjoying the content, I'm happy. But listen, the the last time we spoke. Um, you know, you had begun your little journey down in Arizona, <laughs> but you weren't sure if you were going to stay or not. I was listening to our yeah. uh, last episode and you were kind of playing yeah. both fields. But now this is yeah. it. You're a full time cowboy. This is it. I am a full time wrangler on a dude ranch in Arizona. Been uh, full time since uh, like first of July, I think. Um, yeah, so I had been volunteering for a couple months before I came on the podcast the first time. And then uh, I went home for a couple of weeks and then I saw you. And then I went back. And when I went back, I kind of was just like, I had a realization that like I really wanted to stay. And then uh, they offered me a position. So I was just like, I love it. So I instantly started doing it. So was job. there a moment? Was there a moment where you kind of sat and realized like, fuck, this is what I want to do. This is where <laughs> I want to be. Was there, was there a moment? I don't like- think there was a specific moment. But I do think there was a point where I realized like, that it was what I wanted. Like, it wasn't like there was a moment where it's like, oh, this is what I want. But it was like, over time, I was like, oh, I love this. And then, oh, I love that. And then one day I was just kind of like, oh, I've been loving all of this. So like, <laughs> I think this is what I want, like, you know? Gotcha. So it has much more to do with your love of Arizona rather than you came back to Long Island for a few months or like, fuck, oh, yeah. I got to get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it, 
uh, no hate for Long Island. Um, yeah, I mean, ab- I just, absolutely I really, no hate for Long Island. I just, I do, I genuinely, I love it here. I love my job. I love my friends. Um, yeah. So it's, how it's long crazy. can you see yourself being there? Oh, I have no idea. My mom asks me that all the time, and I just try to avoid it because <laughs> I I can see myself here for a pretty long time. So. I think that's such a good sign, man. That means you know what you're doing is healthy for you. Yeah, it's it's just. I mean, I'm working outdoors all day, every day, with horses, and I meet people from all over the world who come and stay at our ranch. It's really just. It's a cool. It's a cool experience. My bosses, I love them. Uh, I just, it's a, I mean, I just get to have fun at work all the time, basically. And I mean, it's hard work. It's easily the hardest job I've ever had. Um, but it's like the most fun that I've ever had. So that's a beautiful combination. If you could put the two of those things yeah. together, you know, you're in the right yeah. place. Yeah. I can still have fun, even though I'm working really hard. <laughs> I'd imagine. What would you say is the hardest part about being a Wrangler? Um, I don't really know what I'd say is like the hardest part. I mean, part of the, there's the one thing where it's like, I'm responsible for people on my rides. So like I'll take out say a fast mountain ride where we fast ride to a mountain and then I, I lead people up a mountain and then back down the mountain and fast ride back. So it's like one, a fast ride alone, you're loping through a desert somewhere between, I don't know, 15 and 20 miles per hour on horses with some people who are not super experienced. Um, oh boy. I have to, I have, and I'm also, I have to be watching them. So I'm up front doing the same thing, like running on a horse through the desert, but I have to be facing backwards. I can't, I'm not looking where I'm going. Um, so I'm watching my ride behind me. And then like the mountain, like a mountain ride, it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it seems scary. I mean, the horses do it all the time. They're very good at it, but it's just like, it's rocky. You're going up is one of our rides. You're like 15 feet from a cliff. Like, Oh Jesus! Um, so you're basically so not, you're like a you're like a high intensity babysitter for people who don't know what <laughs> they're would, doing. I would say yeah, that's a pretty good way to describe it. It's really not like I mean because again the horses do most of the work in like that regard. Like the horses are taking care of the person that's on them, and our horses mm-hmm. are very well behaved. They're very well trained, um, but there's still just that level of just like oh, I hope everyone's behaving. Sometimes you'll get like kids who are like swinging jackets around and stuff. Just oh, like, boy. oh, please. please Do you cringe at the oh. at the child's yeehaw from like North from like from Sometimes Boston? I, <laughs> I, it's a little, but at the same time, I get it. Like it's fun. Uh, it's an experience. It's it's yeah. it's a world so for a lot of people I assume who visit that ranch, it's a world so outside of their own. Oh yeah, definitely. It's very like the yeehaws. It's very like I totally <laughs> understand. You're on a horse in the Arizona desert cactus all around you and you just start like loping through the desert. Who doesn't want to yell? Yeehaw. I mean, did you yell <laughs> yeehaw the first time you were at that ranch? <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I don't you were never think in the I'm, yeehaw club. I I'm not a big yeehaw. Uh, I don't think I, ha- I don't think I have a very good. Yeehaw, so. Do you have like a battle cry with the horses? Like, is there some, is there, um, is, is there a phrase or even a, yeah, <laughs> no. Um, no, I mean I mostly just make like clicking sounds and stuff. Gotcha. Um, although speak I do their I, language. I um I drive our hay wagon, so I drive like a team of horses that pull the wagon. Um, oh, cool. And the my team is Yogi and Rawhide. And uh to get them to start, 
<clears throat> I don't have to do anything. All I have to do is just say, Yogi, Rawhide, get up. And they start walking. Amazing. So that's that's pretty cool. I love doing You know, there was something you said earlier that kind of has been jogging my brain since you said it. Um, how the horses take care of the people that are on their that are on their back is like is there any other domesticated animal that we can say that about that takes care of the human you know dogs and cats can do it to an extent but like like what you're saying if you think about our relationship with the horse it's like no i guess because dogs pulled sleds so they took the burden off of humans well because dogs you can also say like a a therapeutic sense like um like they have like dogs trained for like helping people with seizures and stuff with seizures now they have like a lot of social anxiety dogs which i gotta be honest yeah. with you i'm i'm almost ready to just convince a doctor that i have social anxiety so i could bring dogs on plane <laughs> yeah, rides bring your dog. yeah <laughs> um, yeah but with horses it's very much like they know like that when when a beginner rider gets on one of our horses like the horse knows it's a beginner they can tell when the person sits on it I guess because they've had so many people on their back, they know can, when like, say you're riding them or when yeah, exactly. uh, yeah they can they tell can the tell difference. the difference between the way you by the way you sit on them, your experience basically. Uh, so when they can tell it's a, it, like or if it's like a kid, they know it's a kid. Uh, it's it's funny like they'll both take care of them well, but then they'll also take advantage of that they're beginners and they'll just kind of <laughs> like do what they want a little bit more, but at the same time like within reason like they'll start. They'll try to like snack on like grass and stuff more because they know like a kid's not going to tell tell the stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, they're but, so clever. That's so cool. Oh, they're so smart. They're so smart. That's we have so horses. cool. Yeah, um, you know they like it's so funny. Like these get like people are trying to like they'll just like sit. I mean, because they're beginners and they don't know what to do, so they'll just like sit right. on the horse and it'll just like stop and like just start eating grass. And it's just like yeah, just pull his head up, just tell him to walk. Um, but like some people are just so like nervous about it. Cause it's like, you're sitting on this like thousand pound animal. Um, yeah. Something that could kill them. Yeah. If you a horse know, wanted like, to just back kick you right in the fight, right in the dome, yeah. they, oh, they it, could, they could. Yeah. But like, it's funny. Cause like our horses are just like, they're so well behaved. I love our horses so much. And, like, they won't, they won't do that. We don't have, like, I always joke. Like if I get a job working with horses somewhere else, I'm going to get myself killed. It's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm walking behind our horses all the time. I'm just like I'm bending over behind them and stuff, just because they're they're not going to do anything. They're, just, they're really they're very well behaved. Other horses, other places are not. I believe it. I've been I I've done my share of horseback riding when I do my traveling. It's just something fun yeah. to do, depending where you're at. Yeah. And I've noticed stark differences between the different horses <laughs> I ride. Some of them are better behaved. Some of them are more stubborn. Some are more friendly. Yeah. Some are a little bit more of like. You know, they're more loner or introverted, I guess is what you could say. But, yeah. you know, not every horse is the same. That's I feel like that goes without saying. But yeah. you are right. There's definitely a lot of the these ranches and horseback riding places that the horses are not nearly as well behaved as, say, you know, the horses you deal with in your ranch. Yeah. I mean, another thing is, like, if we were to buy a horse and it's, like, showing signs that it's going to, like, kick someone or something, we're just we're not going to put up with that. Like, we'll just sell the horse. If it's going to be a danger to like our guests or like us in that way, like where it's like acting up towards us, not just like misbehaving. Uh, if it's like a danger, we're just, we're not going to, it's not safe. We're just not gonna keep it. So part of it is just that we only keep the horses that are going to be friendly towards people. Yeah. It's a lawsuit. You don't want any part of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Especially if it kicks a kid. Oh, um, yeah. 
do any of the horses ever try to run away? I mean, based on what you said, I would say no. Well, but when they when they do get out, they like if the, if the, if someone's on a ride, um, and they come off the horse, uh, the horse will either just like sit there, or it'll just run back to where it lives. Uh, gotcha. It'll just kind of it'll just start trotting away, and it'll just go back to our corral usually, uh, or like the pasture it lives in. It'll just go right there. Now I'm curious about how they socialize with each other. Are there like cliques? Oh yeah, they're little groups of friends. Are horses clicky? <laughs> they they can be pretty clicky. Um, yeah, it's like so we have um, oh we have um, it's called a Norwegian fjord. It's like a Norwegian horse. It's a little like blonde horse. And we they used to have four of them. There were four brothers. We sent two of them to one of our other ranches. But when they had all four, the four of them stuck together. Um, did you ever, you watch Bojack, right? Yes. And I can't wait um, for it. We should get into that, uh, but I can't we, wait. We, for we that should, to we finish. could get into Bojack, but you know, in this newest season, the therapist is a horse. Yes. He's a fjord actually. Um, so that blonde kind of horse, they're usually small. Interesting. Um, but so we had these four little Norwegian horses that would like huddle together and just go everywhere together. And they called it the Norwegian mafia. Um, <laughs> Because like they would just roll up together, and still well, they the could probably have... sense that they come from a similar place. I guess right. Yeah. There's something familiar yeah. about them <coughs> that they band together like that. Probably, yeah. But like we have horse friends, so like if we get a new horse, uh, usually we'll try and wait till we can like pair them with someone before putting them out in the pasture. So that way they'll have like a friend when they go out. Mm-hmm. Um, so like sometimes that's they just become friends just because they're both new. Or um, they just, they make, they just, you just, one day you notice like, oh, these horses have been hanging out together. I guess they're They're just buddying up. Yeah. We have uh, one horse, his name is Huckleberry. um, And he was like in love with this other horse we had, Domino. Uh, And so for years they were like inseparable, like, oh, like in in an annoying way for us. You would try it. You would try and like bring one. That does sound cute though. Um, but then we moved Domino to a different pasture. Um, and then we got a new horse, Vegas, who looked a little similar to Domino. And Huckleberry started hanging out with him. Huckleberry's um, tight, I see. Yeah, he he, has, he definitely has a type. Um, and so we had him and Vegas became super close. And then a couple of weeks ago, we put Domino back in the main herd with Huckleberry in Vegas. And Huckleberry's mind like exploded that first day. He didn't know what to do. Um, <laughs> he ended up seeming, it seems like he's sticking with Vegas. Um, so mm. I guess things didn't work Vegas out. never I mean, left Domino, him. Yeah, exactly. Well, Domino was probably also just thinking like, hey man, I left and you just replaced me? Like, what's up with that? So, <laughs> um, Could write a great yeah. horse drama about this. Yeah. But speaking of horse drama, I want to talk about BoJack. So you're obviously a BoJack yeah. Horseman fan. BoJack. I love BoJack Horseman. And we're coming to an end here. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the first half of the new season because uh, we're not going to hold anything back I want to talk about <laughs> this show up to date um, what's going to happen dude what's oh, going to happen where, time's so up where, Bojack where, I'm trying to think where we left off um, I watched it when it first came what was it back in September is when it back aired? in September so I, I think I could recap you pretty well he's starting yeah. to like make amends with who he is like he's not dyeing his hair anymore he's kind of embracing yeah. the fact he's an older yeah, horse yeah, yeah, yeah. Leaving Hollywood behind him, he's becoming an acting professor. But at the same time, all the sins of his past are coming to light. 
Like people are yeah. starting connect, to connect Sarah Lynn's death to him. Um, yeah. People are starting to connect what he did to Charlotte's daughter. Um, so that whole thing's going on right now. Basically, the worst of yeah. what he's done is is going to come to the public eye, even yeah. though he himself has found inner peace. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, dude, I have no idea where this is going. I mean, with BoJack, it can be a happy ending, or it could just be a miserable, sad ending. Like That's what I'm terrified about, is it's not below or above them to absolutely yeah. tug our heartstrings out and, and do you know, something terrible. It's like, even if it is like, like a quote-unquote miserable, sad ending, where like he gets like in trouble for all this stuff, it's really not a bad ending, because he did all these terrible things, you know? He did like, do a lot of terrible things at the end of the day. It's just like, he probably will deserve what happens if it's bad. So it's like, you can't really, like, they, you, they just make you sympathize so much. With all of them, dude. And that's the thing. I, I feel would, like yeah. some of them are finding their footing and others are losing it. Like, that's what makes it so hard, right? Is like the two seasons before this, I was finding it kind of hard to root for Bojack. Yeah, you know, Because yeah. he was just fucking up left and right like an idiot. But yeah. these eight episodes of the new season, yeah, they, I, they I made me him. love him. It, yeah. I want to see him redeem himself. I want to see him find his new place in the world, leave Hollywood behind him. Um, you know, but now we have Mr. Peanut Butter, who he might be losing his footing. Um, Diane doesn't seem to have a real grip of what she's trying to do. But Princess yeah. Carolyn is bringing it all together. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, of all the people on that show that I want to have a happy ending, I really think it's Princess Carolyn. Princess Carolyn, yeah. She it's tries hard. so hard. She tries so hard. She does. Princess Carolyn is, a, is, a, is like a good person in that show. She's one of the few. I mean, she's selfish to, you know, she's a cat, right? Well, yeah. So she's... I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> nobody's perfect, but she definitely deserves to be. What do you think of Todd? Oh, I love Todd. That's like Todd's one favorite. of my favorites. Todd's one of my I think favorites. The whole, but I like how they brought his whole thing full circle. Cause we went this whole show and we almost never asked why is Tom, uh, not Tom. Why is Todd homeless? Where are his parents? And now yeah. we're finally starting to get those answers. Yeah, yeah. I um, I love what they've done with Todd over the years. Like he started out as just like this goofy, kind of like comic relief almost, but they've they added so much depth to him that I really appreciate it. And all at the same time, still kept him as the same goofy, lighthearted person. Um, I just that that show is just so good. I mean, I always compare it to Rick and Morty because uh, similar kind of. Not ideas, but like it's the whole like kind of lighthearted and dark at the same time. They're both. I was ridiculous yet serious. Yeah. But um, I mean, I like Rick and Morty, but I always say like, I think Bojack just really hits it home for me. Like they get the really deep, dark stuff. They do that really well. And then they, the, the puns and just the super lighthearted, like they're all animals and it's really goofy. Um, and like character development, I think they do really well. It's a really fantastic show. If anybody watching has not seen it, you should totally watch it. Yeah, full on, full on recommendation, Bojack Horseman. I mean, it's something, there's something crazy about it, right? It's like, yeah, it's so goofy and silly. Yeah. We have a Bob Saget horse hybrid walking around, <laughs> fucking, there, there's animal puns everywhere you look, like even beyond the dialogue. If you look in the background, you know, there are just animal puns everywhere it's so yeah. completely silly and ridiculous yet it tugs on the darkest depths uh, of your heartstrings 
Yeah. I almost feel like it, it's something <laughs> like Bill Burr said that like cartoons gave you such a freedom to explore like tragedy because yeah. if it's a cartoon, you're not, you know, people can take it easier. It's like if Bojack yeah. Horseman was about, I mean, it technically is about a real dude, I guess, but like well, sorry, if you could yeah. picture Bojack Horseman in a template where it was all regular people, it'd probably be too depressing for people to watch. Oh, definitely. It would just be without all like the goofy lighthearted animal puns. It would definitely be way too depressing. Yeah. There, there've been several episodes that sometimes are a little hard for me to watch. Like, here's the thing. I love that show. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. But sometimes it's hard for me to go back and watch again. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't want to get hurt again. It's tough. Yeah. I just remember, like, I remember, when, like, I can't imagine, or, like, when I first watched it, because I first watched it when it first came out, um, and I never would have expected it to become, like, the show that it's become. Like, the first, I mean, I don't even really totally remember the first season, but I remember really liking it when I first saw it, but, like, I would not have expected it to become this, like, show that it is now. Like, it's one of my favorite shows. I agree. I think, you know, it's interesting that you compare it to Rick and Morty because I kind of had been doing the same thing too. Mostly because, like you said, adult cartoon, ridiculous yet serious. Um, And here's the thing. I fucking love Rick and Morty. But I think BoJack is doing character development and those serious moments way better. I think Rick and Morty is funnier, but I think BoJack is delivering its message a little bit more cohesively. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think um, Rick and Morty is, I think, just a bit more uh, like a, I don't want to say casual, but it's a bit more of just like a, you're just going to hang out and watch this show. Bojack is more of like an investment. It's more of like a developed, uh, like overarching story and everything. I mean, not that Rick and Morty doesn't have it. I just feel like Bojack is. But just it's so like you could more... turn on season three of Rick and Morty and you can yeah, just pick it up pick and an be episode. fine, but you can't. Yeah you can't jump into season four of Bojack and actually understand what the hell's going on. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's... yeah, man, I, I'm in love with that show, dude. I'm, I'm when it, it comes back soon. Doesn't it? Isn't it like tomorrow sure. or the end I of this actually, week? I wasn't sure, but when we started talking about it, I'm pretty sure they said January. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to peep this right now. Cause I'm going to freak out if it's actually out right now, but it should be soon. I feel like it's the 28th. I don't know why that date is in my head. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I, I do remember. I'm pretty sure I remember it saying January, though, now that I think about it, which would be awesome. I mean, sad because I think it's the end, right? Yeah, this is it. This is the final uh, the final season, which I'm also happy Let's about. See. Like, I don't want it to run forever. So. That's one of the things that I loved, too, was like when I heard the show was ending, I'm like, you know, it sucks because I want as much BoJack as I can get. But yeah, the exactly. show never lost its footing. You know, yeah. withholding these last eight episodes, this show never lost its footing. Yeah. Now, let me peep this. Let's see. What do we got? Trusty Google. Mm-hmm. We're trying. Part two is set to premiere January 31st, 2020. Oh, all right. So it's so right what, here, dude. Five days? Five days. I think Thursday or Friday. Oh, if but it's Thursday, insane. that'd be great. I'm off on Thursdays, so if I could just sit home and just watch, watch, watch. Yeah, that's my thing. That's one of the shows where I completely just 
Whenever it drops, I end up watching the whole show within oh, yeah. a day or two. I don't know. Uh, we did this, I think, for two seasons. Uh, me, Chris, and uh, a few other people. Uh, just because it would air, it would come out like at night, and we would watch it, and we would stay up. We stayed up into the morning, binge watching a whole season. We did it for two seasons. I don't remember which ones though. The first we went to my house once, and it was like Chris, Austin, and people. We just stayed up all night watching it as soon as it dropped. <laughs> And then we did it a couple of years ago for one of the other seasons. We did it, I think, at your parents' house, actually. God damn. I think I remember the one at my parents' house. I think I remember Chris telling me about it. Yeah, like but David was there. That shows. Yeah, David was just over here the other night, actually. Or oh, was it last night? Nice. I can't even remember. I think it was two nights ago. Yeah. But, yeah, I told him I was having you on. He was very, very excited about it. Nice. Um, did you listen to the, uh, I'm sure you listened to the Brown Sugar EP, right? Uh, no, I listened to some of it, but I never actually, I, I just like, I just never finished listening to it. It was one of those things where it was like, oh, like I have to listen to it. And then I just like kept putting it out of my mind. Um, well, dude, there's, so much, there's so much content. That's a good reminder. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I remember, I mean, it's, I've seen it's on them. Spotify and iTunes too. Now they got it up yeah. on all the major platforms. So it's a little easier to get to. Yeah. I, um, yeah, no, thank you for reminding me. Cause that was something I wanted to actually really listen to. Cause I mean, I saw them live and I fucking, I loved their stuff. Their live stuff is absolutely unbelievable. But it, it speaks to what a time we're living in where there's so much content out there, not just from, you know, big parties like Netflix or Disney, but like there are a lot, a lot of people are independent creators today. And I think, yeah. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, some of my favorite shit that I watch on YouTube gets maybe like a thousand views, but it's yeah. some of the best like podcast material or analysis material out there, you know? Yeah. I just think I just think it's such a it's so wild because there's just so much, right? I almost feel like the monoculture yeah. is dead. Like, yeah. you know, things it's, it's things like, like there's too much. There's too much. Yeah, we're all now. we're all divided into like tiny <laughs> a million different subcultures. It used to be like, hey, look, it's 1974. Let's go see <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing to do. The one thing that's out there. Yeah. You know. But. It's it's pretty wild. But uh, speaking of music, uh, when I when we talked about doing this episode, you told me you'd been working on I some did. stuff and you wanted to talk uh, about it. Yeah. So I don't really know. See, like I'm just so busy at work. I, I haven't gotten around to actually recording my stuff. But yeah, I've been writing some stuff. I mean, over the years, like years and years, I've been writing stuff. But um, yeah, I would. I'm trying. I see. I just bought all this recording equipment. Um, and so I'm going to try and like really get my stuff together and actually like finally, finally put out some music um, that my mom has been asking me to release for like six years. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I mean, I've been writing music for, yeah, I don't know, a very long time. But uh, As long I, as I mean, I've like, known you. Yeah. And I mean, I play stuff live, but I just never recorded stuff. I always hated trying to record myself. I hate listening to it and like I, I mess up so much more when I'm recording so it always takes forever so I'm <laughs> always I'm always putting it off but I'm really trying finally to like buckle down and like actually get stuff out there <clears throat> and I'm gonna try my best to not get in my head about it and just be like it doesn't have to be perfect I just want to get stuff out there um, have you um have you been playing shows out there in uh, Arizona? No, you been playing. I like occasionally, that? I sometimes will go play here at the ranch um, just for guests. Um, I mean, once they find out that I sing, 
They're just like, oh, you have to come play for oh, us. Oh, you have to come play for, yeah. That's cool, man. You add to their yeah. experience. Yeah, so I do that. It's been a little while since I've done it. There was a period where I, like, literally, like, every week I would go up, like, every, like, Saturday night I'd go up and play. Um, but uh, it's been a little, it's been, like, a minute now. But, uh, I mean, I still play on my own. I actually just picked up a new cheap electric guitar. Um, Can we see it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's a Squire. <laughs> it's nothing nothing crazy. Hey, Squire is a classic, bro. Oh, I know. I, I mean, I, nothing against Squire's. Nicest thing. Oh man, she's she's a beaut though. Oh no, yeah, I love this. All right, so for those listening, we're looking at a red and white Fender Squire, <laughs> courtesy of Shane Driscoll. Yeah, that's great, dude. Telecaster. It's well kept too. Yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, like two hundred bucks. So like, beautiful, nice Telecaster. I prefer Tellys. I love Strats, but I love a nice Tele. I used yeah, to be I feel a, like everyone, I used but I feel like everyone should play a Strat at least once because it does oh, feel yeah. very different from other guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to be a big Strat person. When I first started playing, I played in what was essentially a Red Ashley Peppers cover band. Um, <laughs> and Brandon Tejo, the guitar player, played a Strat. I love Strats. My, I think the first guitar I got was a Squire Strat. Um, but then at some point, when I was in Wait For It, if you remember Wait For It, um, the... Christine played a Telecaster. And I think Landon had, or Stevie, I think they all actually might have had Telecasters. Um, and I just really started to like the sound of a Tele. And so I started playing one myself. And uh, I always liked playing an electric guitar as opposed to an acoustic when I played shows, because I, I always thought it might set me apart from just like every guy with an acoustic guitar if I'm playing like a nice Telecaster. But, uh, mm-hmm. So I'm happy to actually pick it up. I picked that up and I picked up a little like Fender Champion amp. And yeah, so I'm going to try recording. And yeah, I'd like to start looking into places in town I can play. Um, well, yeah, man, you're definitely very talented. I mean, ever since you were you. young, dude, like, uh, you know, you bring up Wait For It. You know, you guys were a solid act. Like, we were pretty good, Really yeah. a solid act. You've got a good voice. You you put yourself into the song, which, as you know, it takes a lot of energy to do that. And you kind of, yeah. you know, it's not easy. But you make it yeah. look easy. And you always have, yeah, so thank you. I definitely I, encourage it. Another thing with like recording for me is like I've always felt uh, I'm more of a live person. I always feel like I've I'm always more, kind of felt that too. I don't, yeah. Like when I play a show, I like to be very personal, um, and it's like more like an intimate setting than just like someone listening to a recording of me playing. Um, and I just feel like I sound better live when I can kind of feed off energy stuff like that so it's that's another thing i've always kind of think about. I've, I've well there's considered... also the thing about live is like you're able to mask your mistakes live oh yeah in the studio yeah. you can't mask them at yeah. all and i you know for to, me yeah. that's a little tough again it's like no. i'm my harshest i'm my biggest fan but i'm also my harshest critic yeah, so the too. recording process it's fun recording it's a real bitch listening back to it and having to oh, pick yeah. myself apart yeah because you know what it is it's like uh, me, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto says this about video games. I think it applies to everything. And a delayed game is eventually good, yeah. but a rushed game is always bad. Yeah. I kind of feel that's the same thing with music. That's the same thing with any kind of art or any production you're trying to put together. Is like, hey, delaying things or 
you know, taking a long time to do something. Yeah, that might suck, but eventually it's going to come out the way you want it. And that's more important than rushing it out and then being dissatisfied with it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree, definitely. I think um, I think I might even, I might not even do an album. I might just try and just record something, get a song out there, maybe another time record a song, get it out there, just so that I don't have to wait till I have a whole finished product. I can just start like letting stuff go as they come. So that might be my plan. We'll yeah, see. Wouldn't be a bad idea. What do you think about the Chili Peppers uh, getting Fushanti Oh back? my gosh. Oh my <laughs> gosh, Nick. You have no idea. Nick, you have no idea. Ask, ask David. Ask David. Years ago. Years ago. Uh, I said to David, like, me and him were talking about it. And I was like, oh, he'll be back in like three years or something. Um, and we would joke about that all the time. We would have like a countdown going. Um, oh my God. When I saw that he was joining the band again, I, the, the first person I thought of was David. I think, I don't know if I texted him or if we were talking like a group chat or something, but we were just like, oh my fucking God, it finally happened. Cause I knew it well, was, I, was in the, I never lost I, When I was with him the other night, he couldn't help but talk about it. He gave me the whole canon of uh, how oh, yeah. Flea, Chad Smith and uh, Kiedis invited Klinghoffer over to Flea's house. And they were just like straight up like, Hey, we're putting Frushanti back in, and that's just kind of what we're doing with this. And to yeah. Klinghoffer's credit, he did say, hey, it's Frushanti's band at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, I and mean, it's like, I, I know him and Frushanti yeah. have had troubles lately, but it was pretty bold and noble of them to say, like, hey, at the end of the day, I'm not upset because this was Frushanti's yeah. band from the beginning. Um, no um, no hate towards Josh uh, Klinghoffer. I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of their music when he was a guitar player, but as a guitar player, I think he's a talented person. Uh, but I am very happy to have John back because Frusciante is just uh, is just an idol. I mean, he's well. Nice. He helped make that band from the very beginning. He definitely, Flea. His, his 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 stuff is my favorite. Right after Blood Sugar Sex Magic is like one of my favorite albums of all time. I agree. Blood Sugar Sex Magic all the way, man. Though I got a soft spot for Stadium Arcadium just because oh, well, yeah. they I gave mean, you so much. They gave dude. you so much. Yeah, yeah. I just like I love. For me, Blood Sugar, it's just the perfect combination of like, it's not overproduced like some of their later stuff. It's it's not super gritty like their early stuff. It's like right in the middle. It's funky. It rocks. It's just, it's the perfect Chili's album, in my opinion. And it's just song after song of Blood Sugar. It's just so great. Yeah, like, it's album, all hits, dude. Yeah, I listen to that album like front to back. Like I don't shuffle. I don't, I just listen straight through they go one song goes into the next it's it's so fast and i'm, I'm looking forward to it. they said they're going to start recording i think i hope so, so i mean look um, it's no disrespect to Klinghoffer, but it's like he's a great i mean you were singing his praises earlier he's a really great guitarist but he's not the chili peppers. he's not he's not for the chilies yeah no he's he he would be great in like something more kind of his scene but his style doesn't fit in my opinion well into what my kind of idea of the red chili peppers is and that's not to say that that's the right idea but just like their stuff um i'm with you i mean i, I liked i'm with you uh the getaway that's the one that, i did like of the two i can't even remember what the other one is but i know i did or, or you yeah liked I, I'm with I, you. I couldn't stand i, I liked i'm with you yeah uh i i'm with you i thought it was okay the getaway i my friends i'm sure david knows i'm notorious i i can't stand that album uh, i can't listen to it um, I don't know what it is. It's just I just I just don't like it. 
and they always tell me like, oh, you just gotta listen to it more and it'll grow on you. And I've tried, but I just can't. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't like it. Um, and look, that's fair, dude. It's it, to me. Look, I can't. I can't even pull a memory out of that album personally. Yeah. And it's not a shot at the album. It just didn't stick with me because I guess it. It when I can't. It's not what I come to the Chili Peppers for. Yeah, it's like it wasn't. And I mean, like you can grow and evolve your sound and stuff, but just I didn't like that evolution. And so I'm hoping now having John back, he will become the kind of songwriter again, kind of writing more of the classic sound that I'm more used to. Um, And uh, they can keep some of their newer elements. They They can kind of try and keep going in like a new direction. But I think with having a core foundation of John Frusciante's songwriting, I think they'll start releasing some really good music because he's just a fantastic songwriter. I think you're right. And for them, it's going to be such a return to the roots, you know, like they're going to be able to play the way they used to love playing. And who knows, like Frushanti's done a million things since he left. Oh yeah. Hi honey. Hi. Do you want to say hi to Shane? (laughs) Yeah, I just said hi Shane. Well, he's over. Hello. Yeah, he can hear you. Yeah. He says hello. (laughs) <laughs> you got it babe but yeah um i'm excited for their new for the new album i mean it could maybe it might be two or three years away for all we know but yeah i don't know i miss the old chilies yeah me too um, you know out of context i think we're talking about the chain restaurant <laughs> Man, dude, can't, they can't wait for them to they, bring chilies you know, back bro chilies doesn't do mozzarella sticks anymore and it's ridiculous I don't know what they're doing. What do you mean they don't do mozzarella sticks anymore? It's America. They don't don't do mozzarella sticks anymore. And I miss the old chilies. (laughs) (laughs) The early chilies with mozzarella sticks is the best chilies. If we could ever go back in time, Shane, that's where we're going. We're going to like circa 2002 chilies mozzarella sticks all around. Please. Um, You know, I still, I still appreciate chilies. I'll still go to chilies. I have a gift card. I got, uh, or chilies, um, meaning to use it, but it's just you know the mozzarella sticks. It's just it's just not there. What what chain restaurant these days doesn't have mozzarella sticks? Really, I mean, one that's doomed, Shane. One, one that's, that's doomed. doomed. You know, you're right. Um. <laughs> Yo, so how's Arizona pizza? Do you even bother? Oh, don't can we not talk about Arizona? Pizza? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, it's okay. I love, I love, I love and hate telling this story. Uh, I don't want to, okay, no, there's some good. Oh my God. There's a whole story behind this. I want to preface this by saying there's good pizza places you can get. It's not like, it's not, you're not going to get New York style, but there's some pizza places that are like, like I'll go eat pizza, but like, I love this story. So my buddy, um, was like, oh, there's a pizza place that I really like. We should go. Cause he's like, I want your opinion uh, as a pizza person. And I was like, yeah, okay. So he takes him, me and a couple friends to this pizza place. It was fine. Um, it was a little undercooked, in my opinion. I didn't love the sauce. I think um, if I had known that it was going to come out a little undercooked, I would have asked them to like do it well done or something so it would get a lot crispier. Uh, and I think that would have made it a lot better. But it was fine. Um, but um, another friend of mine who was there was like, oh, this place isn't really that great. Um, I'll take you to uh, the place I go to. I was like, all right. Uh, and so he took me to Little Caesars. <laughs> Little Caesars? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, like yeah. he he knew it was a chain, right? 
Yeah, no, he knew. Um, okay, okay. That makes it a little better. Yeah, but... And that being said, Little Caesars is definitely up there on my list of pizza places. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was. I am. I, I always said like, okay, like think like this. Like we're, I'm in Tucson. We're very close to the Mexican border. Some of the best Mexican food I've ever had is here. Um, I was say I'm definitely jealous of that. Is the Mexican oh, food really so like? It's th- so good. It's so. Good. Are yeah. we eating like not? It's like New York Mexican food, Arizona pizza. Well, here, yeah, here's how I would put it. So when he oh, took me to shit. Little Caesars, I said, "Listen, we have amazing Mexican Mexican food here. If you were to visit me in New York, I wouldn't be like, oh, I got this great Mexican place, and take you to Taco Bell.' <laughs> 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 um, that's how I put it. So yeah, no, Mexican food here is really good. Um, Man, miss, that miss, almost makes me want to visit. Oh yeah, no, it's great. But I definitely miss. I do love the, Mexican food. The variety of New York food, um, being yeah, because everything's here. I can get what back. Yeah, back in New York, I could get whatever I want, and it'll be good. Here, there's good places, but you you don't have everything. Uh, it's a bit. I more take it there's no Indian food, huh? Not. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a place. Nothing that I've heard of. It's like it's it's also it's not as thing, frequent like, as you'll hear, find one on Long Island. I'm sure if I went looking for it, if I googled something and. Something would come up, but um, like literally, like on Long Island, like within walking distance of my house, there's a million different ethnic, ethnic foods and stuff that I can try. Um, here, there's not a whole lot. Um, not to say that the food here isn't good. There's I, Tucson actually has some really good food. It's just not the same variety that I was used to back home. So I definitely uh, miss the variety of food back in New York. What? I guess would Mexican food be your favorite like food from Arizona? I think probably yeah. I mean the uh, the the ranch that I work on uh, has excellent food. Uh, we have some really good chefs, um, and I get to eat it for free. So uh, awesome! That's pretty nice. I get hot breakfast made to order. Whatever food food always time. tastes great when it's free. When you don't cook it and yeah. it's free, it just automatically yeah. tastes better. Yeah. Um, so that's nice. Um, yeah, and our di- I mean, like, they're making, everything's made pretty fr- pretty much fresh. Like, when they do, like, ribs or steak or anything, they're, they're cooking it on the grill as they're serving it. How much of it is, like, how much of it is farm to table? Not uh, not as much as we would like. Um, I don't think we have too much. We've been, uh, I think they've been talking about maybe, I think I heard someone, I don't know who said it, but someone was saying they were thinking about maybe getting a greenhouse so that they can do a lot more with that. Um, but, uh I mean, we raise our own cattle, but our cattle isn't going to make good steak. They're rodeo cattle, so it's it's a they work too much. So they don't. They uh, it's a bit too, I guess, tense. I don't know. So it makes like ground beef or something. But um, okay, it wouldn't make a good steak because they work way too much. They're too like lean and muscular. They're not like ah uh, a, a good steak a little cow. Bit more fatty and lazy. Yeah, something that's like not moving. You want them to move as little as possible. I think <laughs> to make like a really good steak. But yeah, so you know, again, end of the day, Tucson does have very good food. I don't want to hate on Tucson's food. It's just, it's just different. Like I grew up in a place that had different options. And so now I'm here. What's what's the music scene like in general? So, I mean, a lot of country, um, which has really grown on me. Um, we just saw. I don't know their names. We were just at a country bar last night, and there's this band that was playing. I can't remember their names. But uh, I love them so much. They, I love their look. They're all this one guy's wearing like a bedazzled suit. It's like a bunch of like young. They look like my age, maybe. 
Um, mm-hmm. And they're, they're playing like country because they're at a country bar, but then they're playing just like classics and stuff. They're playing Tom Petty, they're playing the Beatles, they're playing just like whatever. And it's just so much good energy and stuff. There's a pretty good, I think a pretty decent live music scene. It's going to be mostly country because uh, that's just where we are, um, but it is still very good. So, well, for one, I do, I, I enjoy country now. I wasn't a big country fan before I got here, but now kind of living here and being like in the culture a bit more, I, I would say I'm a country fan. Uh, but something that well, you're able expect. to understand it a little better now. Yeah, I think um, uh, I definitely understand country a bit more, but also uh, something I didn't expect is uh, dancing. I am, I go dancing, we go dancing all the time. You're a dancer uh, now? I am a dancer. Uh, oh, shit two-stepping like couples dancing and then like line dancing and stuff uh, we go like at least like no we could probably go like three nights a week i'd say um it's so much that's fun. that's crazy man it's Good for it, you. it's so much fun i can't even i did not expect to enjoy dancing my mom found out i danced and she was like what um all my aunts want to dance with me at the next like wedding or something um and so like, well, when is dancing. the next time you'll be back in new york I'll be in there in March for Gomez's wedding, and then uh, that's right, that's yeah. right. Yo, shout out to Gomez and shout Rachel. Shout out to Gomez and Rachel, love you guys. Um, oh my God! Oh, that's great, dude. It's great. I'm gonna get to see you soon. Yeah. So I mean, I'll only I'll, I'll only be home for like a like a long weekend, basically. But then my sister. But even is actually, still, I'll we're gonna party at the wedding. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> in September, my sister's getting married. Um, oh, congrats! And, yeah, Jesse and Dylan, love you guys. Um, Congrats, Jesse and Dylan. Congrats, Jesse and Dylan. I'm going to try and take off like a, at least like a week uh, so that I can come home for a little bit for uh, the wedding and like really have some time to see everybody and stuff. But that obviously won't be until September, which for me will fly by because time just goes so quickly. But, um, well, it's like you're saying, you're having more fun than ever, dude, and that kind of yeah. makes time get away from you, which yeah. is a good thing. You know, we all want time to slow down, but yeah, at the end of the day, if that time is spent having fun and enjoying yourself, I'll take up the speed, the sped up clock. Um, but I keep telling my sister, and I think it's this link to come is that the bands at their weddings better learn at least like one country song for me um, so that I can show off my dancing. <laughs> so you can show off? <laughs> um, oh, man. And like, well, listen, listen people, even if they don't have it at yeah. the wedding chain, wherever we go, there's a jukebox. We're going to take care of yeah. business. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, line dancing is a lot of fun. And I think like, I understand the notion, <laughs> the the notion that it, it looks kind of lame. It's just like, you know, it's just a bunch of people line dancing, but like, there's some fun line dances. Um, and like, when you're at like uh, a country bar in town, and a line dance comes on, and just like everyone just like flocks to the dance floor, and starts doing this line dance. It's super cool. That's got to be awesome. My favorite thing is when a there's a live band and they start playing a, a line dance song something about line dancing to like live music like it's not like just like a recording the dj is playing it's just like this band is playing the line dance that everyone knows we're all doing this line dance it's just it's fun it's cool um i understand it looks a little lame but uh it's a lot of fun Um, and i just i don't know i'm pretty good at it i'd like to think I'm sure, dude. You're a musician. You understand rhythm. Yeah, I think you know? that's. Yeah, I think that's where it's I all am, in so. four four, right? It can't be that. It can't be that so hard on you. The most confusing thing to me was um, with the the couples dance that we do here is the two step, and so the two, it's called the two step, 
It's but it's in three, and you do it to music that's in four. And that was the most confusing thing to me. So it's called the two-step, but the, the dance is it's two steps forward, one step back. So it's one, two, three, one, two, three. But you're doing it to music that's in four. So like you get out of sync with the with the downbeats. It's so it was so confusing at first. Yeah, that's gotta that's gotta throw you for a loop. The first time I went to two step, I was like, like my musical brain was just like, no, we're doing, we're definitely doing this wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. So why don't you write two two step music in three four and completely change? The just game? like start writing country in three four. There's probably some examples of country in three four. Um, well, there's yeah, there's gotta be. It's probably the second most common uh, <clears throat> next to four four. Oh, it definitely it easily. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but there's probably something. But yeah, maybe I can start writing country in 3-4. Um, I've actually been trying to like kind of... So I, I, like I have one song that I wrote kind of recently um, that I wouldn't describe as a country song, but I'm trying to get a little bit more country-inspired, I would say. Um, I, the, the song in particular, like people have said, like, oh, it sounds like almost like Johnny Cash-esque, uh, which I prefer... Like, I'm not trying to sound like kind of stadium country singing about like John Deere's and cold beers, but like You're um, not trying to be Keith Urban, you're trying to motherfucking be yeah. Johnny Cash, the OG. Yeah, I'd I'd like and like I'll listen to like kind of party country, club country and stuff like that. But like in my writing, because I I I Country Girl Shake it for me, girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh I, I I like that song. That's a good song. But uh yeah, I'm not trying to write that. I'm trying to I still want it to kind of have a little bit more I think my the way I write music is a little bit uh, softer, and so like I think that kind of Johnny Cash kind of like older stuff um, kind of fits into what I'm doing a bit more. So it's like this, the, like the song. Uh, I don't think I really have a name for it actually, um, but uh, it doesn't like it doesn't. It's not like a country song, but you can definitely hear like the country inspiration. I would say country influence. Country, yeah. country influence. Yeah. That's crazy. No, I look forward to hearing all of that, dude. I yeah. mean, even if you end up just playing a live show, have somebody record it, man. Yeah, I've thought about that. I've thought about just trying to have like record a live thing. Yeah, and if you don't like it, throw it in the trash. But it couldn't <laughs> hurt to record it, right? Like even on your yeah. phone. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel am. like that might just be my best way of going about it to actually get stuff out there. Just put it on, <laughs> YouTube. Just put it on YouTube or something. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're just demoing it to a live audience. Yeah. See how it reacts. I feel like that helps with songwriting, too, actually, is playing your songs live. Because then you can kind of see how it sounds as you're projecting it outward. Yeah. You know, because in a weird way, songs sound different on a stage than they do in your bedroom, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's a a different energy. It's a different, um, I mean, just the environment, the way you're hearing it in the two different places is going to be different. It's going to sound, yeah. But yeah, uh, we're at, what are we at? Oh, Jesus Christ, holy crap. My neighbor's got like a motor dirt bike. Ooh. Well, that's new. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're, we're coming up at like 54 minutes, so we got a little mm-hmm. bit of time left. Um, mm-hmm. I figure we could give this another 10 minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, I want to I want to double check whether or not Kobe Bryant's dead or not cuz that story yeah. broke just as you and I started recording. Yeah. And if I, it's true, what a loss. 
I'm not even like a huge basketball fan, but like you yeah, say, Kobe yeah. Bryant, it brings me back to when I was I like mean, six. Yeah. I'm probably the least basketball fan you could meet, but you were like, you, you started this and you were like, did you hear Kobe Bryant died? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> how is that? Like, I just like, I couldn't even fathom. Like, I, that was just so weird. It was just so out of the blue. Yeah, dude, no, nah, it's real. It's real. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. He died. Helicopter crash, dude. Oh my god, dude! I I swear, I like respect to anyone who flies private planes or who takes yeah. helicopters and stuff, bro. You couldn't pay me to take helicopters from place to place. Yeah, I don't. Think and I- like, I'm not scared of heights. Like, I actually enjoy flying. Like the whole quote unquote airport experience, barring yeah. any delays. I I do kind of enjoy it. It's nice to be up in the sky, look out yeah. the window. But like, can you imagine just every day in a copter? I feel like you're just playing with fire. Yeah, I don't know. But that's so crazy. Just like so No, nah, I feel rest in, rest in peace. Rest you know, like I said, I'm not a huge basketball fan, but like Kobe Bryant's a legend. Yeah. You know? We uh, always, you know, in, speak- high, in, uh, in high school, we always had a joke uh, that we wanted Alex Boyd to uh, challenge Kobe Bryant to a game of one-on-one. I remember this. You remember that? Fives on Boyd? Yeah. You would tweet at him every day. (laughs) And you guys made like promo pictures. Every single day. Oh, I made that. I made that. I made that Photoshop. You're the one who made that? Oh, Oh, my God. I'm going to. Is there a way I can like send you that and you can like pull it up on screen? Because I. Oh, no. Boyd. 100%. Boyd will probably. I can edit that in. I'll be able to edit that in when when I do the video okay. of this. But just, yeah, so if you, I'm gonna I'll have to I'm gonna message Boyd and be like, can I can I can we put that in the podcast? Because like I want to clear it with them first. But I I'm, I remember doing that Photoshop. But yeah, we would just we would tweet at Kobe constantly, just being like, when are you gonna play Boyd? Like Boyd's waiting. What are you scared? Like stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> you chose. I remember you chose like the funniest looking picture of Boyd too. For that promotional which why, image. Which is why I want to ask him first, because I don't know if he'd be too happy with it. <laughs> he has seen it for those watching. It's just this is a very old photo, and it was, I guess it was, yeah, he's making a funny He's face, what, so. like 15 in that picture? Uh, probably. Yeah, I remember it was a, it was a very long time ago. I just loved how confident Boyd was that he would win. Boyd was just like, oh, Bro- I would definitely win that one. If if I was Boyd, I'd try to get one basket and brag about it for the rest of my life. Oh man, that's I, can't, I, I haven't thought about fives on Boyd in a very long time. Fives on Boyd. Fives on Boyd. We all had fives on Boyd. Oh man. Rest in peace, Kobe. Oh man. I guess we'll never know um, who would have won him or, him or Alex Boyd. We'll never know. Uh, maybe some questions are best left unanswered. Yeah. Um, so rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Uh, Boyd, glad you're still with us. Um, oh, yeah. Very glad. Is there, uh, is there anything else you wanted to touch on Touch on before before we wrap any of this up? No, I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure we did Chip Gang like- when I was on here the first time. Yeah, we are. We already covered Chip Gang. I mean, Chip, what do you do? And what do you keep yourself busy with when you're not writing music, wrangling, or watching BoJack? Or dancing? I don't know. I feel like that's like all or dancing, or dancing. That's a lot. Um, so maybe that's all you do, which is a fair yeah, amount of shit to do. I mean, do, yeah, we go, out, we go out dancing a lot. Um, oh, I bought. I have a truck now. I have a truck here. Um, Ooh, like what'd a, you get? It's an '89 Chevy S10. Uh, it's 
It's a really nice. It's oh like a little. It's like a little goodness. red truck. It's the, it's, I love it. It's older than you. It's older than me. It's thirty years old. Um, <laughs> Fifty-seven thousand miles on it. Original mileage. How was there <laughs> someone's Sunday truck? It was like I bought it from a woman at the ranch who like used it to drive to the dump, and that was like it. Fifty-seven so, like, grand. It's Ugh. in like it's in like such good condition. I mean, it's like old and rusty a little bit, but like the engine runs fine. It's, it's, yeah, the engine and battery are probably just fine. Yeah, no, it's it runs real nice. Uh, it's super old. Like everything on my dashboard is like mechanical. Um, it's just yeah, I love it so much. Like my my uh, was it the odometer right the mileage it's like a little like spinny thing it's it's all just super old. Um, so every time I get in it something a little different happens like sometimes when I open the door the light will come on um, or if oh, I like shit. plug my I'll plug my phone and the light will come on I have to hold the <laughs> button to keep the radio on I mean it's an old truck so it's like but oh, I love so it's it. got a few janks but it's it has character and I love it never thought I'd have a truck. Um, and I think it's justified. I work on a ranch. I might need a truck sometimes. So I'm not just like a guy. Yeah, I'm sure. Truck. I'm sure with the lifestyle you lead, having yeah. a truck really comes in handy. You can't be driving no Honda Civics. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I got a dog. I told you about that before we started recording. I have a dog yeah, baby. she's adorable. Can, she's you, here put, can you put her on camera for a second? Yeah, let's let's close this out with her. Come here, Bailey. Come here, Bailey, girl. great name. She's just like looking at me, like, "What do you want?" Come here. <laughs> I know you were oh sleeping. shit! Look at her. Oh man! This is my dog. Cutest thing in the world. She's a, no, she's adorable. Yeah. What kind of dog is that? Um, so she was a rescue. So I don't like totally know. I've been thinking about maybe getting her. Like they do like DNA tests. Um, but I think she looks like maybe like an Italian greyhound crossed with like a Chihuahua, maybe. Um, yeah, because so it looks got, like she's got a big dog face, but she's she on like a little a very, body. She's got a very lean, like, uh, greyhound oh, kind of it's, build. It's, yeah, it's literally like a mini greyhound. Yeah, um, but she's a little shaky sometimes, which is a thing like Chihuahuas do. Um, and, like, she, her yeah, face, is, yeah, her face is shaped a little different than, like, a greyhound would be. And obviously she's, like, six pounds. Um, so. Yeah. Hey, go do some curls with her. That's mm-hmm. awesome, man. Um, but look, we got to uh, we got to wrap it up. We've yeah. gone over an hour here. I want to let you have your piece. You know, uh, give a nice little two minute spiel. Let the people know what you got going on. What's right, coming up? Yeah. Where to find it? The whole thing, the whole bit. <laughs> give it. The, the floor is yours. You can tell them to fuck <laughs> off if you want to. You can tell them whatever you want. It's yours. Um, let me just think real quick. Um, hello, everybody. Um, I'm sure there's some of my friends from back in New York watching this who haven't heard from me in a while. I'm super busy at work all the time. Sorry, I just I'm not always good at keeping in touch. But yeah, I'm gonna try and get some music out there pretty soon. Um, I'll be in town in March. Uh, the weekend is like March 14th, I think, right? Yeah, it's a Pi Day wedding. It yeah, um, it's a Pi Day wedding. <laughs> Pi Day wedding. Um, <laughs> so I'll be home in March for a few days, and then I'll be home again in September. If you're ever in the <laughs> Tucson area, uh, you can hit me up. Uh, we can go dancing. <laughs> 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 Um, but yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, again, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Uh, another shout out to the sages of law of the lodge. You, especially Shane. Um, thank you everybody for watching episode 57 wrapping up and, uh, Shane, dude, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. No, I,
Absolutely. And that's a wrap. You're, you're playing a trick on me. Really, deep down, who are you? But I don't know. Well, that's the thing to find out. That's the thing that's been forgotten. See, that's the underside of the tapestry. The thing that's been left out. Because what we are carefully taught to ignore is that every one of us fundamentally deep deep inside is a an act of a function of a performance of a manifestation of the works the whole blinking cosmos with all its galaxies and forever and ever and ever whatever it is beyond that what you might call God in the Western tradition or Brahman in Hindu philosophy or Tao in Chinese. Every one of us is really that, but we are pretending we aren't. And we are pretending with tremendous skill and deception. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you?